Dr. Stephanie Litnicki and Dr. Rob Belko. And we are here again with the Practical Medicine Podcast. It is our goal with this podcast to bring awareness about the many different ways to maintain health and heal your body, mind, and spirit from acupuncture to Zen living and everything in between. Welcome to podcast number six. Dr. Rob will be talking to us about allergies and how he tackles them with his patients. And he does this without using needles. So this will focus on a non-acupuncture treatment today. Um, Somewhere between acupuncture and Zen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we're starting with allergies. So some uh, little tidbits about allergies. It is estimated that 50 million Americans suffer from allergies. 30% of the adult population and 40% of the kids population. Of that number, it is estimated that 32 million of those allergies are food allergies. And according to the CDC, 8% of children in the U.S. suffer from food allergies. And more than 10 years ago, when I started working with this program, the system, uh, the numbers were about the same. Yeah. So we're really not making any progress with treating allergies. Kids are still getting them at a young age. Right. Uh, the, some of the numbers you see where we go from 40% of the kid population to 30% of the adult population is because some of them will grow out of an allergy or right. two. Uh, but by and large, we're still having the same allergies in the young population and in the older population. And I think, too, sometimes with adults, like people can go their whole lives and not have an allergy and then develop an allergy as an adult as well. So it True. goes that way as well. Um, severe allergies account for 1 million emergency room visits per year. Allergies are considered the sixth ranking cause of chronic disease. And the Western treatment is primarily antihistamines, either, either over-the-counter or prescription, which cause the side effects of fatigue, headache, and dry mouth. Um, some people go for the allergy shots, which we'll discuss a little bit later on the how that works and doesn't mm -hmm. work. I've had some patients who are actually allergic to histamine. Okay. So their body's own histamine response becomes now another allergic problem response to mitigate. Yeah. Great. So some of those symptoms for our allergy sufferers, runny nose, post-nasal drip, itchy eyes, dry skin, eczema, psoriasis, as you itch, <laughs> respiratory distress, and asthma. And now I'm seeing uh, also, in addition to these headaches, migraines, and even neurological impairment, patients will tell me after eating, say, uh, they have trouble focusing. Okay. Right. They can't get the words out. They know what they want to say. Like a brain fog. But they can't put the sentence together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize some of the things that they may be experiencing in their lives are related to allergies. It's true. So how did you yourself get into deciding that that was going to be one of your specialties in treating allergies? Well, I, first I got into acupuncture. Um, I had two small boys and we were looking for ways to keep the kids healthy and we found an herbalist acupuncturist, and it turned out he used a, a acupun I'm sorry, a um, allergy treatment okay. that um, 
was really amazing. We were seeing great results in the, in the kids. I went, I got treated, I had some minor allergies and uh, that really turned me on. I thought, this is really cool. You can do that too, right. in addition to the usual things we've talked about already. And um, then what happened was you know, typically you'd see about a 60% success rate, 60, maybe 70% success rate with treating with acupuncture. And I got an email. But it's also repeated. <clears throat> I feel like when I'm treating, because I don't do the system you do, I just sure. do acupuncture. And I seem to feel like patients need a boost when they mm -hmm. come in, which sure. is why I'm so excited about learning about this from you, because I feel like this might be something that my patients would want to try. It, not that they're not having success with acupuncture, but they tend to, if it's a seasonal allergy, they're coming back like a couple months before that particular allergy season peaks so that they can get it under control. Right. And I see that as uh, you're boosting their immune system so they can better manage what they're being exposed to. Right. And then in this system, the thought process is that uh, the body has developed a sensitivity to whatever it might be, right? Right. Uh, cat, dander, um, mold, dust, trees, flowers, plants, and it's sort of stuck that way. And what the treatment does is to reset that reaction in the body okay. so that once someone gets a treatment, they don't have to come back. Okay. I've, I've had people from um, 2009 who got treatment and I'll run into them somewhere and I'll say, hey, how's that allergy? And they say, I don't have it anymore. Fantastic. You know, people find uh, their Claritin in the closet long expired and they throw it away because they don't, they need, don't it need it anymore. Yeah, so. And how did you find the system that you use? It's, I, is it the same one as the practitioner you went to or it's it, different? It was not. Yeah, okay. this, this was relatively new in 2009. It may have come out in 2007 or something like that. And I got an email about it as an, as an acupuncturist. I'm sure they got my mail, name off the state yeah. mailing list or something like that. And um, they were saying that they had 90% uh, plus success rates. And another big thing that drew me to the system was the older system, you would have these little vials and they each represented something, right? So you'd have um, a chicken mix. So it would represent any kind of chicken allergy, you would use this vial. So whether it was poultry or eggs. Right. Or you might the have them too broken out. Okay. But still it would only have, say, eggs, right? Uh, the egg mix, for example. This system has all that information loaded on the computer and it's broken down so I could say... Are you allergic to eggs with a test? <clears throat> and then we can delve deeper and say, is it the albumin? Is it uh, some other compounds in there that naturally occur? Okay. Uh, even antibiotics are right. listed in there. So we can test that. So it gets to that level of specificity where that's why we're getting such a higher success rate. Right. And it's easily organized. Now I don't have to keep track of these boxes. All these tiny little vials, vials. Right. <laughs> and pull them out each time. Right. And put them back into the right place at the end of that treatment. And right. not a lot of practitioners are doing this, though, you said. Right. There are about four people in New Jersey that I know of, and I really don't know of two of them really practicing it. And there's one. They out. were trained, but they might not be using it using in it. their practice. Yeah. Maybe they're specializing in something else and they've put it to the wayside because right. they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, library, like I said, has about 60,000 items in it wow. that I can test for, you know, everything from food, animals, uh, air anything, airborne pollens, trees, uh, leaves, grass, um, pharmaceuticals. Are those the most um, common thing, the most common allergies that you treat? Yeah, mostly you'll see pets, 
foods, and then the airborne things like like ragweed, um, pollens, grasses, mown grass. People have a, re- a reaction to right. Yeah. You've got to close the, the window when they hear the lawnmower go. Yes, or right. Yep. And and you said, but it's not not just those things. There are environmental things as well. Some other things. There, there can be sure. Um, even dampness, sunshine. Um, I've had a couple of patients I treated who were very fair skinned and would get red blotchy re- reaction from just from sitting out back at, uh, under a, an umbrella and with the treatment it goes away. Yeah. I remember I had a classmate cause, um, <clears throat> if listeners don't remember, uh, Rob and I went to different acupuncture schools and I remember I had a classmate that she would say, and because water is not the same, no matter where you are, like I have well water, city water is different and she would get hives from water, different, you know, it could even be in the shower that she would have an allergic reaction to the water yep. or a sensitivity, yep. be it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, and that's a really important point is people can be allergic to vitamins and minerals and they're in everything. Right. So, you know, vitamins are naturally occurring in so many foods that now we don't know why we're allergic because it seems. Is it the food or is it something that's in the food, a component of the food? Right. Which is what's great because you said it gets down to the specificity of that, that you can pinpoint, is it calcium in spinach and not, not that spinach allergy is common. I don't think I've come across someone, but someone out there is probably allergic. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. See, I haven't had a spinach allergy. Um, I get a lot of seasonal allergies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, which is the other question I had. So if someone has multiple allergies, which is not uncommon, mm-hmm. we see a lot of people with um, one or two like different pollen allergies or out- outdoor environmental or different food allergies. Do you treat each of those things separately or do you feel like when patients have multiple allergies, it's like, okay, we're going to do this category and then this category and then it is a series of treatments? It's more like that. It's more of a series of treatments, especially when there are airborne items. We'll want to get them first. Okay. Uh, It really depends on what they bring to the table, say. Uh, Let's say it's ragweed. Well, ragweed is, is a fall seasonal allergy, maybe springtime for some people. Right. Um, so for now, I would focus on the food and then get to that before the season comes okay. for that allergy. So it really depends on the person. But um, really important is to look at the food items and see, back to what we were just saying about the component level, Right. is if let's say we treat a, a certain food and by treating that, we've treated, say, calcium, like you brought up. Okay. Right? Now we've treated calcium. So across the board, anything that was calcium-based is, ba- is going to be clear. Very So cool. now we'll go back maybe on treatment number three, and we'll treat another food. And if the cause was only calcium, we've already treated it. So we can skip that one. Are they keeping, like, logs of the different things? Like a – I don't want to – maybe like a food diary or, and kind of reporting back symptoms to yeah, you at all. Yeah. People will do that. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll challenge it, right? Like we'll, for example, treat spinach and right. they'll, they'll wait a couple hours or wait until the next day. And then the light bulb goes off in their head because they've, <laughs> You're laughing at me because I they, they've been able to eat that and they don't get the normal reaction right. that they're getting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a two hour wait between the treatment and the next time you want to be exposed to that thing. Okay, so so you do it for let's say like you said calcium, and then you like if they're thinking it's from food, then you just tell them don't eat for the next two hours. Right. 
Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll know that before they come in. So they can have a meal. Right. They could eat anything they want. Beforehand. Five minutes before coming in and then just wait for two hours before they get exposed to it again. Right. So then along those lines about the treating, mm -hmm. um, you know, multiple allergies, mm -hmm. let's say there's a mold allergy. We know we have all these different types of molds. Are you treating each of those molds or just the broad category of molds? Or is it you're treating dampness and, and then mold? We're, we're treating the molds specifically. Right. Okay. I'm going to first identify that they are reacting to mold, and then I'm going to delve deeper and say which exact okay. um, varieties of mold. Is it Aspergillus? Is it Acromedes? Okay. Um, Mucor? I, I, it's to the point now where I have them in You have all head. these like great like, names. Like all these familiar. Latin things. Yeah. yeah, all these great Latin names. It's so, so funny because on a totally different note, everyone's like, there's no need for Latin in high school. And I'm like, yeah, I would have liked to have taken Latin because all the muscle groups sure. that we have to learn and all yep. the herbs that I had to learn. I'm yep. like, yeah, yep. it would have been a little bit. Um, yep. um, and, and so then, again, another along those lines. So you would treat vegetables separately from fruits and mm -hmm. and and not fruits as a whole category, like right. are they subcategorized as well? Like there are certain ones lumped together. Certain ones are lumped together. They're okay. too, they're too disparate to treat together. Like you wouldn't treat apple and a stone fruit okay. like, like peaches. So you too can different. treat all the stone fruit together. That's a nice little, okay. you can treat all apples together. You can treat all citrus together. Okay. Yeah. So, so they can, they um, can kind of be, you know, yeah, the system helps you figure it out. Actually, it'll okay. tell you whether you can, include that as a top level category do you have to go further down like like meats all come from you know can be treated together so we could treat um, beef and mutton and chicken okay you know one all, all together but only so many in a treatment okay right so going back to mold there's many many mold right. varieties or in our the sinus fungi there's so many that it's going to take more than one treatment but once we clear that item it's clear right yeah so if someone has had allergies for years, I mean, I've had people come in and they're like, I've suffered with allergies. Sometimes it's even people coming in for something completely different. And as an aside, they'll say, I've been on allergy medication for the last, I don't know, let's say four years. Does it take longer to treat if it's been a longer allergy or it's just this is it's so fine tuned that like if I say I've had you know, a mold allergy for 10 years, it's not going to, like, there's a certain calculation that we sometimes use with pain. Like if someone has mm -hmm, had low back, mm -hmm. back pain for 10 years, I'm like, right. listen, one month for every year you've had it. Is it like that with this? It's not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as long as we can identify exactly what it is, uh, then that will determine the number of treatments we need to do. Okay. Uh, and that number is really based on the number of items. It's, okay. not, it's not based on longevity or severity or anything okay. like that. More yeah. like how many different ones you have. Like if I have 10 different allergies then, and none of them are categorized together, they yeah. have to be eliminated. Somewhere. Exactly. Okay. Yep. I have a patient right now we're kind of finishing up really is she's probably around 60 and she's had these allergies her entire life. She doesn't remember ever not her, having, them. you know, her okay. mom tells her she had them when she was small and her son has very similar allergies. Very interesting. interesting. Yep. And we're working our way through stuff one after the other. She's coming in with a list and, you know, she gets excited because now she can eat this food again. That she hasn't you know. comfortably had in a long time. Yeah, yeah every, cool. every meal is a decision. And one of the strange um, 
effect she's getting is that it gives her insomnia. She knows she won't be able to sleep. From the allergies. From the allergy. Interesting. Yeah. Is the, I wonder how much of that is the anxiety of knowing about the allergy or... That's a good question. So she's sleeping better as a result of eliminating all of these right. different things. In addition to the usual, uh, you know, uh, scratchy throat, itchy eyes, right. symptoms like that, um, you know. Very cool. Um, it's, it's, Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, I'm um, sure I got all my points that I wanted yeah, to Yeah, no. Cover. And do you combine acupuncture with the allergy system? Do you not do them on the same day generally? Because I know you still sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes somebody is come in with that, but have a completely different thing and you're treating them for acupuncture with that. Do you yeah. separate those out or? I'll separate them. Uh, sometimes I'll do both in the same day. Okay. <clears throat> but typically it's for something else, right? I had a, a woman with um, eczema around her eyes, and we were treating the al the allergies that are causing that, but the skin was still dry and flaky and itchy and stuff right. like that. So put her on the table. I treated that, and that two or three treatments cleared that up, feeling much much better now. So now we're going to go back to the allergy stuff and work and on, work on that. You know, um, clearing other things. You know, uh, oh, the other point I wanted to make about um, treatments, uh, you know, how many treatments and stuff like that is the only time I've struggled was with, um, people with severely compromised immune systems. Okay. Right. Cause we see that, um, kind of seesaw with, um, immune function versus sensitivity, allergy reaction, right? Okay. When people's immune systems are suppressed, they start to react to things. Right. And right? become more sensitive. Right. And that's why, you know, an, an acupuncture treatment will boost that. Right. And then they're getting through the season pretty well. Right. Um, but in the case of this one woman, she had uh, a lot of chemo. Okay. And uh, the, al the tr allergy treatment would not really last very long. Okay. Usually, like I said, if I treat you for um, dog dander, I don't, you don't come back, you know, unless you're exposed to it excessively. Okay. And that's where you really see it. Um, that's where you run into problems. Sugar, because there's so much sugar in people's yeah. diet, wheat, alcohol, alcoholics will be allergic to alcohol. So you'll get all those reactions in the brain and um, animals. Okay. You know, people who who are allergic but don't want to get rid of their animals, right. and, the, and then they're exposed right. or again. They, or they work with animals all day. Um, they may they may have them in their room, so they're exposed to that, and you know, right, it, it, it puts a load on the system. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned wheat before. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two different things that can mm -hmm. go on. We have the celiac, who there's a genetic component that they can't have wheat. And someone who is either allergic or sensitive to it, like in the case of endometriosis, a lot of people are sensitive. But with something like celiac, I, you know, obviously this is not going to change the genetics of someone who has that. But right. they may have an episode where, let's say, they go out to eat somewhere and there's cross-contamination. If they were to do something like this, would that lower, like, they're not vomiting, let's say for hours and hours and hours after, like they're still going to have a reaction obviously because it's genetic, but that maybe the severity is less. That's correct. Yeah. It'll, it'll definitely help with symptoms, but it's not going to, it's not going it. to reverse it. You know, just, just like lactose intolerance, 
Right. Is you do not have the enzyme to break down lactose. You're not going to make them have the enzyme. Right, right. But the reaction might not be as bad. Right. Um, so. so on that note, a food allergy versus a food intolerance, is there any difference mm -hmm. with how you would treat them if it's an allergy versus, you know, I think I'm sensitive to this? Yeah. Um, when it comes to the strict definition of an allergy, it has to be found within the, in the marker in the blood, right? And what we have found is there's so many more sensitivities that people have. And that's where this system really shines is they'll come to me with that list from an allergist and we'll right. work on them, but we'll also find the other, other un underlying things. Or you, you like know. you said, if it's components of it, right. that'll show up like right. where they may think it's, yep. I'm allergic to, I don't know, let's say detergent, mm -hmm. but it's not really the detergent. It's one ingredient in the, detergent. the ingredients. Right. Right. And sometimes that's hard to find because they, they don't, there's no like, there's no meal that kicks it off. There's no walk in the park that picks it kicks it off. Right. You know, we've had cases really where where it turned out to be the cotton they were wearing. Oh and wow. They, they they changed brands, and the symptoms started to go away, but kept coming back because they were switching back and switching. forth. Okay. Uh, with the the clothing they were wearing. Okay. You know, or a personal care product. So they woke up in the morning and they were fine. So, okay. Um, that's a big marker for us or a big flag, right? Is if you wake up with symptoms, it's probably the bedding. Could okay. be could be postnasal drip, right? That's caused by sinusitis. Right. Could be dust mites in the bedding. Could be dust in the room. Okay. But if you get up and then start sneezing 10 minutes, 20 minutes later, what have you done in between? That triggered you know, something. That, right. So then we start the interview there, right? Okay. Well, Okay, so you went into the bathroom and tell me all the things you touched, right? Okay. You know, toothpaste, mouthwash, wow. uh, the toothbrush itself, right? Shampoo, okay. makeup. All those different <laughs> things. Deodorant, antiperspirant. Right. You know, and, and it can be one of those things. Okay. So you really have to delve in sometimes and, you know, because people forget, right? These these are all the right. things we do as habits. That Routines really that you're not about. even thinking of. Absolutely. Right. There was actually a case where someone was allergic to the plastic of the steering wheel of their car. Oh my gosh! And what happened was they were involved in an accident, and they and they clutched and grabbed the steering wheel. So whenever they got in the car, they got a reaction. It's okay. Like throat closed up, all all sorts of stuff like that. But she talked about that. So we found the plastic, and we treated it. Okay. Right. Now, was it just because of how tightly she gripped that it caused? Like now, it did something to the steering wheel, or no, it was just no? There's there's a lot of there's a school of thought that uh, connects emotion to this. Also, I was going to say, was it a traumatic right. reaction that she was yeah. having? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In one of the earliest talks I did on the system, I was at the natural food market down the road, and uh, this woman told this story of how she was eating strawberries when she opened up her dear John letter. Oh. Right. The love of her life. Yikes. And she could not eat strawberries. She would have an anaphylactic <gasps> reaction. Oh, no. And, you know, oh, fast no. forward 25, 35 years or something, you know, she met some man who swept her off her feet and, you know, she felt safe and loved okay. by this man and the strawberry allergy went away. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> you know? So there's a lot to be said for that, you know. Right. Emotional component. So if there's right. a severe 
allergy. Like, let's mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to use the peanut allergy because that's, that's a, a common example, one, but I'm going to yeah. use the peanut allergy yeah. where sometimes people have an anaphylactic reaction where they're carrying an EpiPen because if that, if it even touches them, right. is this system something that you're like, oh yeah, let's jump into that? Or I, I don't encourage it. Okay. I don't want to give them that false sense. Right. Um, you know, peanut is in there right. all, along with all the other nuts and legumes and such. Okay. But I don't, uh, I don't encourage that um, with people. I would imagine um, that, but I, I figured I would ask because yeah, I figured sure, someone sure. might be wondering, well, like, what about something that's so severe? Yeah. But let's say that person has other allergies that are not as severe. You can then sure. still treat those. You can't, it's mm-hmm. not like you would go, oh, well, they have a peanut allergy. I'm not going to even try and fix these other ones, they, you can work on the other allergies. Absolutely. So let's, let's say someone has seasonal allergies Mm -hmm. and, and they're not even sure what it's for. They don't know if it's ragweed. They don't know if it's pollen. Mm -hmm. They don't Mm -hmm. know if is it, you know, is it the trees? Is it one specific tree? Um, and they've never had like, let's say the scratch test, which is where it's, if somebody is not familiar with the scratch test is you go in and you have, you know, the scratching, they scratch your back with a bunch of different things to see where you react. Um, how do you, how does that work? Like they come in and they don't know. Mm-hmm. When they, w- whether they know or not, I usually run them through the initial testing list that okay. I have. <clears throat> and there's a uh, respiratory component. Okay. Right. So it's it's um, I'm bringing it up right here so I can talk to talk me through it. Every one of them. It includes cats and dogs and cockroaches. I'm not sure why. <laughs> no, I actually knew someone who was allergic to cockroaches. Okay, I'm sure it's there for because, a reason. So they, they went to they babysat <laughs> my kids. Okay. And they were talking about that there were cockroaches in the high school. Wow. In Allentown, yes. and that you know, like she would be in school. <laughs> reaction so right there i actually know someone who had that yeah okay so more to your point yeah uh, but the dogs and cats sorry about the categorizing and stuff is um dust dust and dust mites flowers fungus okay grass mildew molds plant phenolics okay i'll get back to in a second plants pollens weeds uh the, the sinus bio substances that we have the fungus that we have trees Okay. And I said plant phenolics is there are these naturally occurring compounds in plants. Right. They could be plants we eat or plants we don't eat. Okay. So that we will either ingest them or we'll inhale these things. From the environment. And they're acids, they're aldehydes, they're, um, you know, these these words that no one wants to even try to pronounce, right? <laughs> Aldehydes and right. monophenols and stuff like that. So it's really important to check for them and test them okay. because they show up in so many foods. And this is what I was getting at earlier, is if we can identify something at that level, we could probably knock out several things. You know, a number of foods. So that, it's an um, umbrella category. Or a number of aromatic type things. Right. Aromatic. So it's an umbrella category and then they you know, you're testing them, mm-hmm. it triggers that, and then you can go to the subcategories to try and see what, which ones it is. Well, any given treatment, right? Well, let's say it's um, mold is we're going to start with mold and then we're going to go to the particular mold okay. uh, varieties or right? species of mold. And then within each one of them, we, we may check for components okay. to see if there's a component that's affecting them. 
right? And then there's a treatment at every level there. So there's three treatments really that we would be doing there. Okay. Right. Another thing I do initially with people is what's called priority foods. Okay. And like I tell you, I really want to eat this food. Can you fix it for me? <laughs> Like it's sugar is my crack. Let's let's see if sugar is in there. Sugar is in there. I'd like you to make me not like sugar. Oh well, that's. I know that's not going to happen. For two hundred dollars a month, <laughs> so one year commitment. We can talk to Annie. And um, but this includes foods that are just everywhere, right? Okay. Be beans, chicken, chocolate, coffee, corn, dairy, eggs. Uh, the flavor enhancers and colorings. Okay. So that when you eat out. What are the odds that there's some little right. packet that they put into the meal to you give it that about. flavor, right? It's, you don't know what that is, and you know that could be what's causing the problem. Right. My point is, we want to treat these things first, okay? So that get them out of the way, because what these are probably, you know, that the that, that foundation that okay. everything else is going to be based off of, you know. Um, so if, the, so let's say I come to you and I'm on an over-the-counter or prescription allergy med, mm. in order for this to work, do I have to stop it a certain amount of time beforehand? Can, you know, can I still be on it when I come and see you? Absolutely. Okay. What people will often do is they'll, they'll try to wait a little longer before, uh, after the treatment. Okay. They'll try and wait a little longer and they'll realize they can. Okay. And then they may wind up maybe taking two a day instead of three one a day instead of two, or they'll, some of them may just stop. Okay. Some of them are afraid to stop. They can't get their head around it, even though they're coming. Right. right. Deal with that sort of stuff all the time. But um, one funny story I had was uh, I treated a guy and he had post-nasal drip, did the sinusitis protocol, and normally he would wake up by feeling the trickle in his throat. Okay. And it would it would jar him awake at 6, 6.30 in the morning. So he, he let me know that he actually was late for work because he met he, he his alarm clock his natural <laughs> dysfunctional alarm the clock nasal drip wasn't didn't wake him up in time. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Excellent story though of like how you know was he skeptical or just so used to that's how he woke up that he didn't realize he was going to need you know an alarm. Yeah, he was a little skeptical. He um, we were doing acupuncture. And I maybe maybe have just had just gotten the system or something. Hey, you want, you want to give this a try? I think it could be very helpful for you. You know, and uh, there you go. Didn't, so didn't wake up. So sometimes there's that triad where somebody has allergies and asthma. Um, it, is it common that they don't need their inhaler as frequently or their asthma medication as mm -hmm. frequently? Mm -hmm. That's what I've seen. Okay, so another positive side effect. Yeah, Daryl is commenting that it's probably the cockroach feces. Yeah, she's probably right. So I'm yep. going to go look. Yeah, it, I, she's probably right. Cockroach excrement. Excrement. That's, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's very specific. And the casing, and there are a couple molecules that uh, are implicated. And there's individual types. Wow. So th this is within your system so that people right. know like you're going through the system right now and right. looking at what the subcategories yeah. are. Yeah. This can be pretty fun with a, a patient because you yeah. get to delve into it. I mean, so it's cockroaches not just the cockroaches isn't, themselves. Cockroaches aren't a great a example to, to, to linger on. Right. But there are Asian cockroaches, Australian, dusky oh, So it brown. can even be something for, for a different type of cockroach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, um, I, 
the woman who developed the system was either Australian or moved to Australia. Okay. So there's a lot of Australian stuff in here also. So if you like those big disgusting yeah. killer spiders that you see on like YouTube videos. So Ming isn't here tonight. Christian has stepped in. He's probably so sorry that he stepped in yeah, tonight. He's going to be like, never again. Just cancel their podcast. Oh, I have to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, Ming, I'm not around that day. <laughs> sorry. In the future. <laughs> we got another comment from Daryl. Mm -hmm. I personally tested positive for allergies to that. Oh, wow. So, okay. So come on down. Yeah. I think we think Daryl needs to come and visit in Jersey. <laughs> Um, even, even for other reasons, cause we just mm -hmm. love Daryl. That's right. Um, so while I was looking, I just was reminded that MSG is yes, another one in so many and, different and, and things. People don't think of that, you know, or they will say, Oh, I can't eat it. You know, I know that restaurant uses MSG. MSG I did. get a headache all the time. So we can clear that if uh, you want. And anybody listening, feel free to chime in with questions and we'll take a look. We'll see if we can find your strangest um, substance to treat. To treat. Um, we like the weird one. That's right. Um, is there a difference when you have someone who has a skin allergy versus respiratory allergy versus digestive allergy? Um, the treatment is always the same. It's always the same. Yep. yep. At the end, we'll, we'll kind of show you what a basic treatment would look like. And I think when we were talking about what we were going to talk about, you said that like when you treat psoriasis, the allergy, like if there's a trigger that's making the psoriasis worse, that clears up before the skin clears up. So that's where you jump in and you said you do the acupuncture to help the skin part yeah. resolve a little quicker. Mm -hmm. um, so um, when when the skin is healing, the exist it's an existing irritation, though. It's not usually ongoing right okay right. it's just going to take some time for the skin to, to heal to heal up and uh, get rid of that dry damaged tissue when you were talking about the vials before mm -hmm. so is it similar to muscle testing where um when people do muscle testing they would like hold like i have hibiscus tea i'm holding mm -hmm. it and mm -hmm. you would test mm -hmm. to see if that yep. was a good thing or a bad thing but yep. it takes you said it takes the vials out of it right right i'll even um just if I can't find it, or if it's a weird combination like that, like um, a chemical that's not in here. Okay. Right, right now, I have a, a patient of mine coming back from 2007, I think. He lives in North Jersey, and um, <clears throat> he kind of lost track of me. But his allergy is back, and what it is is to a um, the dental, you know, false teeth. Oh. Right? Is there's a resin that the dentist will use to build certain structures you know to okay. give it the right shape so that it so it looks it, like they're your teeth it looks like your teeth and he reacts to that and i treated it way back then and he's coming tomorrow okay so he was sending me pictures of the box that it comes in this resin okay and i'm we're gonna go for it uh, the system has a dental resin I was hoping for something real specific you know right. like, one of these crazy words that we keep talking about yeah you know, like the you know Ethyl methyl death or something. Right. Like yes. So will he bring the the actual container with him, or you're not even? Yeah, have he can. He, he can bring that. Okay. Yeah. But and that's another, another way. It's to interesting do it, that you right? say that because um, in my house we were just talking about um, Andrew's daughter. You know, with having braces, there's so many things that can go along with it. Like my daughter had a palate expander, 
And I guess they were thinking his daughter needed a palate expander and she has all these sensitivities to metals. Like she's had her ears pierced twice. The earrings pushed themselves out of her earlobes. It was like, I could see, I was like, something is not right. So something like that, like they were saying, if they pull certain teeth, they can't put an implant in because they're assuming that she wouldn't be able to tolerate a dental implant if they, you know, try and fix it that way. Mm -hmm. So that might be something she would, you know, yep. consider at some time. Um, so, you know, can you treat other things like other than allergies with this? Like that, you know, the general allergies, like, could you treat, um, I don't know, let's say, um, I, I take a medication mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, have all the side effects to it but it's right. and i need this medication sure and i don't want to have to go through trials of like five different medications <laughs> right. to, to, to yeah. try and find the right one i can't even think yeah. of what you know you would have five different options for but i'm just throwing it out there it, but but you're right you know there are, there, there are you know three and four different blood pressure medications yeah okay let's take blood and, pressure medications and, um, cholesterol medications and such i had a patient just recently get put on cymbalta Okay. And right away had stomach problems, okay. digestive upset, right? And uh, was following all the rules, eat a meal first, all that stuff. Right. And one treatment, and I think it's been a month now, six weeks. Okay. And, you guys have another comment you know. from, from Daryl. I have a patient with severe allergies, with a severe allergy to dust mites, has tried many interventions, including... Not even going to attempt to pronounce that. Acupuncture? Because, oh, no. Oh, acupuncture. Herbs, <laughs> pharmaceuticals. See, I underestimated myself, okay? Uh, each has been somewhat helpful, but none definitive. What would be the best help for this patient? To get this treatment. To so basically call y'all. Yeah. Well, yeah. not me, because I don't... Yeah. Dr. Yeah, Rob doesn't, not me. You know, kidding aside, there is a um, specific... Uh, section for dust mites. And I run through that all the time. So often people have that. They wake up in the morning, their stuffy nose, itchy eyes. Right, because there's dust mites. It's, it's in their bedding. And yeah. most allergists say, change your bedding every day. Oh, that's a lot. Launder, launder your, your I'm laughing just because pillowcase every single to, day. Yeah. And you'll be fine. And take Claritin and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's a lot. And so we do this treatment and... I don't think there's too many dust mites. Too yeah. many subcategories. Yeah, there's probably one or two treatments at the most, something like that. Yep. Um, and you said something before about a sinusite, a specific sinusitis mm -hmm. protocol mm -hmm. that you used with a patient. Yeah, the sinusitis one that they discovered was uh, because it's a little more intricate. Uh, there's so many uh, fungi that naturally live in our sinus cavities. Okay. So the the protocol for that is to find all of them and then prioritize them. So you okay. kind of juggle back and forth. You don't just say, I'll start at A and we'll go to Z and we'll treat as many as we can today. We, we grab the first bunch and then we kind of go back and forth and test them to make sure okay. they're compatible. Similar to like we were saying about fruit is okay. that they need to work together, you know, or fit together. You know? Okay. Yeah. Another question further up was, was the sun. We did chat about that a little bit. Some people are allergic to stimuli. There's a whole section in the system for stimuli. Sun, okay. The sun for fair skin people, uh, their skin will get blotchy. 
right, and itchy and it's uncomfortable, so they get a histamine reaction, right? Okay. Just from being in the sun. Yeah. So a treatment would take care of that. Um, before I'll go back to stimuli in a second. I wanted to point out uh, in grass pollens, you have a cross reaction with melons, okay. oranges, peaches, white potatoes, and tomatoes. Okay. So, you know, when I so treat these are one, foods that might not be an issue until the summer when when grass cutting occurs right. all the time, and they'll say, "But I eat this food all the all the time, and now all of a sudden it's a problem." Right. That's what's happening. Right. Okay. And there are numerous cross reactions like that. So okay. when I'm treating something, I'll see a little flag in the system. It'll say, "Check for that." Too. Okay. And we'll have a conversation, and they'll say, "I hate potatoes. I never eat them." I say, "Okay, you don't have to." There's that's like a crime. Well. Yeah. I, I would have criminals. to kick them out of there, my office. There are criminals like in the potatoes. world. <laughs> the potato is so diverse. <laughs> it can be a potato chip. It can be breakfast. It can be dinner. I was in Ireland and I actually had, I think, three different potato varieties on one plate for dinner. Nice. <laughs> I'd be in heaven. I love potatoes. So back to stimuli. Yes. Uh, people can actually react to um, barometric pressure. Okay. Right, atmospheric pressure, altitude, airplane air, uh, the change from cold to hot, or changes from any temperature to another one. Cold right. to hot, hot to cold, cool to warm, damp cold, damp heat. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you need to check all these things. Was the system developed by an acupuncturist? Because yeah. I just know that I was going to say the yeah. terms are so related to Asian medicine and right. like the damp heat yeah. and the, you know, yeah. taking the environmental factors into right. consideration. Yeah. And once we identify and treat uh, some things and their components, when we get to that level, the next thing we do is actually test the, that list against each meridian. Okay. To see if the meridian is being affected. Interesting. So very okay. Off, right. So very often you'll find food is affecting the spleen meridian. Um, the airborne stuff is affecting the lung. Okay. Right. Um, some of the more emotional type stuff that it turns out that it's more emotional affects the heart pericardium okay it's, it's kind of interesting to see which Very one of those cool. might might pop up like the strawberry after yeah. the breakup right what right. i would imagine not just like that would affect the heart um yep. how does it work with like auto inflammatory things like I, there's this huge auto inflammatory component with endometriosis so okay. like i generally follow it's called the stanford monash mm -hmm. fodmap f-o-d-m-a-p diet mm -hmm. and there are so many foods on that that like i could be fine with it one day and like maybe like you were saying it's the combination of grass is irritating me or something else right. um and they trigger inflammation i'll get like they call it endo belly like where people be like oh are you having a baby and i'm like no no just fat. Thank you. <laughs> just fat. Um, just, can, just fat today. Just fat today. And that's <laughs> literally, you could be fat in the morning and your pants are like falling off later on in the day because that's how endo belly works. It's the beauty of endo belly. <laughs> I need maternity pants and now I need mm -hmm. skinny jeans. Mm -hmm. um, do you, you know, you work through those foods. Yeah. Is it, is it something that would be ongoing because it's a component of the inflammatory process so that yeah. you'd have to do it like a little more frequently maybe? Well, what happens when we start getting into autoimmune, 
right, is the tissue is att attacking itself, right? So it turns out, and then we start identifying our own tissues as being like an enemy, an enemy. And this system has a whole section called biosubstances. Okay. Where we go uh, from enzymes and hormones all the way up to organs, tissue, glands. Okay. So we can check the uterus, for example, okay. the uterine lining, um, neurotransmitters, right? The stomach lining, the, um, the, uh, small intestine lining. Okay. Even if you remember the word chyme, Yes. Right. When we're digesting. C-H-Y-M-E. For people go. who are asked, who are like, what? Uh, crossword, crossword puzzle. <laughs> now you, yeah. Now uh, you can do the New York, New York right. Times crossword. <laughs> so chyme is a substance that we actually create when we digest food, right? We, we go through the stomach, hydrochloric acid starts to break it down, right? Neutralizes it. And then we add pepsin and, you know, All I, these I, other I'll things. skip the other parts that I yeah. honestly don't remember. But the result of that is chyme. And you can actually be allergic to your own. Okay. Time. It's crazy. But that's one of the priority things for me to check. Right so up that's front. the first thing, which and goes then, back to what we say all the time. So many things go back to digestion and right. strengthening digestion. Sure. And, it, you know, the stronger your digestion is, the healthier you are. And You are what you eat. So what does a session look like? I come in. I think I'm coming, you know, let's say I, I decide I want to come in for acupuncture for low back pain. And on the intake form, I mention all these other things. Mm -hmm. Maybe we, you, maybe I get acupuncture that day and you talk to me about the allergy system. How does a session for that work? Okay. So in the initial session, like I said, is going to have that initial list of things I'm going to test. Okay. Uh, if very often people come specifically for allergies because they're so bad. Right. Right. Um, so we may have a list that they have, whether it's from an allergist or by experience. Right. And then I go through my list and we compare the two or really combine the two because, you know, I'm finding what they already have and confirming. Right. And I'm also finding the other stuff that they're not aware of. That right. More, very often the lower level type stuff, you know, and then we do a treatment. Do you want to set up the treatment now? You want to move, have sure. it happen here? Okay. So the treatment would be. What if it blows right? up your computer? <laughs> so this is called the cuff. Okay. And the cuff is moving the, sending a signal from the computer, from the system okay. that represents a chicken. Okay. Right. So mm -hmm. I would turn it on and then with the other arm, I would do, do a muscle do the test. Muscle test. And, okay. and and your arm would go down, you're allergic to chicken. Okay. okay. Then we would take those steps and delve deeper. Okay, what about chicken? Is it the white meat? Is it the, the um, dark meat? Um, feathers? All sorts of stuff. Okay. Right? And with each test, I'll know whether to save that item or not. Okay. Right? So the very first thing I, I gonna, I'm going to treat is the chicken as a whole. Okay. The way... It would be done in the old days. You know, okay. just, just treat the whole thing, right? And the treatment is to use this stimulator down your spine. Okay. I'm going to so, turn this way because we're on camera. So, so for the people who get to see the recording. We're not, we're not plugged in or anything. No, so just, but, but you would stand up and I would have you. You don't have do to. Do you want me to? Okay. No, that's okay. I would, have you, I, would, I would have you inhale for one ride, you know, one line. And then exhale. And then inhale. And then exhale again. Okay. And that's really the treatment. It's as simple as that. It's a little bit of pressure uh, down the spine. 
and this is all this is adjustable it can be heavy for bigger people or when okay. there's when there's kids and you know treating the kid i'm like got this way down just a little tap and what it's really doing is it's stimulating the nerve plexus as they branch out from the spine, from the spine. and they innervate the entire digestive system right which is where most of our immune function is right. so we're sending a positive signal to the body that what they're being exposed to is not dangerous this Very is cool. this is the reset treatment and then we do that again for the next lower level the next lower level and we can you know check out maybe the the um acupuncture channels okay we'll try that it will test those and treat those and then there's another set of tests that will test at the molecular level the cellular level the organ structure itself uh, the organism, the individual. You know, it's just another way of slicing and dicing the person up and treating them right. every, okay. from every direction, right? And there's even a uh, treatment or a, a way to change it. For example, um, when things are cooked, basically, okay. when you oh, when you alter versus, a molecule, yeah, right. So raw milk. Uh, versus homogenized pasteurized okay. milk, uh, chicken, right? Obviously, would be raw versus cooked. Which I hope so, no one is eating raw well, chicken. As I said that, I said let's make that sushi. Yeah, <laughs> that's a better one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, if, if you're eating all, raw chicken, you have a bigger problem. Don't eat raw chicken. Right. That so, was that was a thing going around for a while. Don't tell me what to do. I, I, <laughs> Apparently, I know too many people who are like that. Christian. Apparently, in France, they ask you how you want your chicken cooked. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. No, no, thanks. No. No. All the way, please. Yeah. So all the, all along the way, we're testing, and we want that arm to be strong. So okay. now, does it matter? So for those who don't know about muscle testing, sometimes mm -hmm. they test to the front, sometimes they test mm -hmm. to the side. Mm -hmm. Does it matter if it if the arm is to the front or to no. the side? Sometimes okay. with kids, I'll use their leg. Okay. I'll have them lie down because it's just too much for the end. They're squirming all yeah. over, over the place, you know. <laughs> I can treat babies. We just test the mom instead and treat them and treat the baby, but test the mom. Oh, interesting. So I would put that on mom and you would hold the Is this baby. because the baby is nursing? No, or? because okay. they're, they just cause they're 18 still. months old. And this won't know. fit on. Well, it would, you know, but it's easier to just have you hold them. And then test, okay. Calm them, you know. It's a little, sometimes a little scary for them, you know. But so what's what's fun is, um, you know, if you have siblings come in, they're both afraid of this thing until someone gets the zap. Okay, so know, someone has zap. to go first. I mean, it's just a little pressure. And then the other kids, it's like, oh, I want that too, you know. So even yeah. though he's not getting treatment, he needs to. He, he needs, needs to have it. Needs so the gun. Then, yeah. yeah. So that can be fun. So no needles. No needles. No, no needles allergy shots. No shots. No supplements. No nothing to take, right? Um, and you have to wait after a treatment. Wait two hours before you maybe challenge it. Okay. You know. And uh, you know people are doing that because, oh, like, sure. when I do cosmetic acupuncture, mm -hmm. I tell people, I'm like, the first thing I say is, you are not going to look different after this first treatment like your skin may glow a little more it it takes more than one treatment and you know that they go in their car and they're looking in the like mirror to see if they can see any difference so right, right. so you know that they're going home and challenging it right away taking pictures yeah right. um i'm gonna read a couple of let's just check actually before i do that i don't see any other questions 
I'm going to read some testimonials that patients have left for Dr. Rob. Uh, the first one, Dr. Balco was my last stop, but he should have been my first. Having a history of allergies, more specifically eczema, I quickly experienced much needed relief upon finding the Atlantic Center for Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. It took a few visits and I felt much better. Not only did my eczema subside, but other allergic symptoms disappeared as well. Dr. Balco is a wealth of information in his field of study. I am eternally grateful for his expertise and patience. I have recommended his practice to others and will continue to do so. Thank you. Uh, another testimonial that we have, Dr. Balco came highly recommended by a friend who had been healed through his AAT allergy program. I've suffered from allergies all of my life and they had recently become more severe. Dr. Balco's allergy treatments are amazing. I can now eat food without breaking out in hives or itching. This fall marks the first time I've been able to enjoy, enjoy time outdoors, which has been a life changer. Dr. Balco is a highly skilled clinician who is compassionate and truly cares about healing his patients. I highly recommend his practice. Another testimonial. My first experience was for treating um, chronic sinusitis. It only took two sessions, and five years later, I am still symptom-free. I highly recommend his allergy system and acupuncture services with the Atlantic Center. I can't imagine going anywhere else. Thank you. So do you have any other words of wisdom you'd like to share about your treatment with our listeners? I think that's it. We covered it all. And then I'm just going to... Oh, were you going to say something? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like acupuncture, we get the usual skeptical person uh, who someone has said, you, you really have to go, you have to go. And, and, you know, a couple months later, they're still suffering and they do go and they're still not quite sure. And it's always fun to watch that um, evolution of a non-believer. I, I don't feel anything. Yeah. Know, second visit. I don't feel anything. Third visit. I don't feel anything. And then, you know, might be something to this. Right. And then fifth visit, they say something like, could this also work for such and such? Right. right. Now, you know, like they're really thinking. They, about it. And yeah. then they come in and they say, I have a friend. <laughs> right. Do you think that this could help them? Yeah. It's, it's great to see them, you know, get better number one but also right. realize like wow this really works right you know and i can help my friends too right you know there's this whole circle of people who you know one has referred the others referred the others referred her son it's the commercial you know. from when when we were kids yeah and they I told two friends. friends and i told two friends and so on and so on so we're basically selling shampoo mm, no it's we're far better than shampoo <laughs> Or as my kids used to call it, shampoop. <laughs> I love kids' mispronunciations. It. It's a good Great. thing they don't have Facebook and they can't listen to this because they'd be like, don't talk about <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm mortified. Yes. So our next podcast will be, that'll be episode seven, will be Monday, December 14th. And since the solstice is about a week away, we will be talking to you, our listening audience, about winter wellness 
and staying healthy through the winter months. Um, so sort of similar to our autumn, but a little more like amped up on how to stay warm and what you should do. Um, and I initially, when we were planning this out, thought that we would, um, that would be our last one for the year of the December 14th and that we would skip to the new year. But Dr. Rob pointed out that maybe we should do one final episode before the new year on December 28th. And I thought, and we talked about this, that maybe we would do a little Q and A mm -hmm. with our listeners. Like you could pre-submit questions that you have, you know, that might've come up from previous things that we've talked about or things that we haven't talked about. You can make suggestions on what other podcast topics you'd like us to cover. Um, and I thought that that would be a good thing then because I was like, oh, that would be the eighth episode. And eight is like an auspicious number because it looks like sure. infinity and we would end 2020 with eight episodes. So I was very easily talked, in, <laughs> talked into It's a it. holiday party. Yes. And it'll be like a, a little holiday thing going on. Um, we can invite Christian. See if yeah, show yeah, he's, he may never come again after the cockroach thing. <laughs> mentioned spiders. I was out. Oh, it was the spiders, not the cockroaches. Yeah, those uh. nasty Australian spiders. I just, I, I, yeah, I couldn't do it. Too big. Um, for now, you can catch the replays of our podcast on Facebook. Soon, it will be available on additional platforms, but it is not yet. In the meantime, remember to like and follow the Practical Medicine Podcast on Facebook, um, follow our podcast on Instagram page. Um, you can follow Dr. Rob and my pages as well. You can find the information, you know, I link all of our, our ads when I post stuff. So you can find, you know, mine is a little bit more quirky. I think Rob tends to be a little bit more serious. I also wanted to give a shout out to the not okay it's okay podcast uh i think it was their episode two weeks ago they mentioned potentially collaborating for a future podcast um which i would love to do because we definitely at some point want to cover emotional wellness and who better to chat with than the experts hillary Shear and rashida cartwright uh, their podcast records right here at a shared universe as well, every Wednesday at 6 p.m., um, but not here in the same room. They somehow managed to be in the fun room with all the toys because clearly Ming and Christian love them better than us. We just get the, the well, red velvet curtains. Well, excuse me. If you want the fun room, just request it next time. We call us out on the air like that. No, I don't even know how we this, ended this up in here. This is the secure, we just, we undisclosed just location. <laughs> yeah, can't tell where we room. are. Um. No, I think I'd get distracted by the toys and maybe Ming probably knew that and was like, don't put her in the toy room. <laughs> she, she, or he was probably afraid the toys would end up missing and end up at natural alternatives in my office. He has to. Um, he was worried that I would take the, the Ghostbusters proton packs. So I was oh. like, okay, we'll keep Christian out of there too. Oh, so that, that's why you're in here with us. There you go. Um, so I thought we could do a crossover like even like they do on TV shows where you start the episode <laughs> one night but then you have to tune in like on our night to hear the second half of it it'll be like the law and order chicago Fire yes crossovers. exactly <laughs> don't you think that that would be kind of funny um and you know when we have our episode on mental wellness what better thing to do than keep it in the a shared universe family by having 
the wonderful women from Not Okay, It's Okay on our podcast. So thank you everyone for tuning in and listening. And I want to thank Christian for stepping in tonight. We appreciate you handling the tech aspect of our podcast. Thanks for having me. And we will see everybody in two weeks. Thanks. One more thing. Oh, sorry. Right. Holidays are coming. Shop small. Yes, shop small. We need you as much as uh, you need us. Yes, that, we have lots of goodies. I don't know goodies. if that sounds right or not, but um, I sell some wonderful stress-relieving tea that uh, people love, in addition to some herbs to help you get through the holidays uh, and eating poorly but extravagantly. Yes. Because what else do we have left at this point is just to eat, eat to excess yeah. and um, hunker down until that magical <laughs> moment when the days start to get longer. Yep. <laughs> Check three, out both of our weeks. websites. You'll find a, a whole bunch of goodies for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. and gift certificates. Yes. Right. What a better thing to? Yeah, not you can't get better than or invest in your wellness. Oh, that's the other thing. HSAs and FSAs. If your if your FS if your HSA or FSA is running out, you can pre-purchase your acupuncture treatments for next year before the end of the year, so you don't let that run out. So it's your money. Yes. Invested in your health. Yes. Because if you don't invest in your wellness, you'll have to take time for your illness. So thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great night. Take care. The contents presented during the Practical Medicine Podcast include information about various modalities that exist to achieve health and wellness and are for informational purposes only. You acknowledge and agree that the following disclaimers and warnings shall apply to all content presented. The podcast contains the opinions of Dr. Robert Balco, D-A-C-L-A-C, and Dr. Stephanie Lipnicki, D-A-C-M-L-A-C, and the guests of their show. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding any medical condition. The views expressed in the Practical Medicine Podcast are our own and do not represent those of all licensed acupuncture professionals. Always seek the help of your own acupuncturist or medical provider to determine your best course of action. You may want to use the information presented as a supplement to better understand your diagnosis or treatment, but it should not be the sole thing that you use to make important medical decisions. Do not use the content of the podcast in lieu of medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking care because of something you have heard on this podcast. Privacy is important to us. Thus, all people, places, and scenarios have been changed where applicable to protect privacy and maintain confidentiality.